Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Two things. One, the, guy, the, the, the player that he was for the Giants and the impact that he has on fans like that, you will like him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, for the rest of his life, yep. he is the literally I ask him to do my events because he's the life of the party. Yep. He literally comes in and it's like, OK, the storyteller is here. Number two, let's get him on your show. Welcome back to Bleeding Blue. Fun, exciting week we have this week. First of all, on the Talking Giants YouTube channel, three videos today. Like two longer form t- sort of podcasts, you know, Bleeding Blue is more or less a show than a podcast, but Bobby put out a probably a film breakdown. We put out um, the wide receiver episode, and now we're capping off like draft week. You know, we, we were talking about all about draft month. We're capping off like the first day of draft week with an interview with license plate guy and snacks. I have to admit, you know, first of all, welcome. You're, you're my co-host, Nikki Snacks. You're one of my best friends, but I have to say, first off, I have probably put out little, maybe a little over 300 podcast episodes, like 300 episodes of some shape or form since the middle of 2018. This was some of the most fun stuff that I feel like I've put out since then. I had a ton of fun with LPG snacks. How are you doing very briefly? Cause we want to get into this interview. Yes, I'm doing great. And that's, that's a very high bar because like you said, so many podcasts and you know, I'm on a different channel too. I put out a lot. We had a ton of fun. An absolute blast with LPG, a, a different side of them, a lot a lot of stories you guys may not have heard. And uh, forgive me, uh, I didn't have my lights on, and we did it at around 7 o'clock in New Jersey. So Towards the end. Uh, towards the dark. end, I, I started getting really dark. So uh, forgive me for that. But, yeah, awesome interview, great stuff. You guys are going to love it. Fuck you, Justin. Whoa. Whoa, I don't appreciate that. So partially, you know, uh, we had LPG on because we really wanted to promote his Big Blue Draft Party. Um, it's going to be hosted by LPG, and it's going to be hosted by Darnay Holmes as well. Palisades Credit Credit Union Park in Pomona, New York, April 29th. It's one of those things where, you know, you, you need to get your parking passes. You need to get your tickets. You know, I think you're going to be turned away if you don't have some of those things. Or if you don't have your parking pass, if you don't have it beforehand, you have to pay extra. So just get your parking pass, get your tickets on your support and Darnay Holmes. You're supporting the pass, supporting the Pasadena Giants, and he does some good stuff. Darnay Holmes came on Talking Giants, and he talked about that too, if you want to hear more about that. So full circle. Beautiful smile for Darnay Holmes. He's really great. He's a great person. Uh, this is for a great charity. And if you're going, hit me up on Twitter or something, because I'll be there with my brother and my two friends. Go. We're going to have a blast. We're, we could drink. 45 beers however many you want all good we'll probably bring pie pizza whatever you want to do so meet me there we'll have a great time and uh look forward to it. a lot of great uh, former giants are coming joe morris hakeem nicks mario manningham uh justin's favorite jay alford so yep. great crew it's gonna be a great time really looking forward to it yeah and you'll uh, be able to boo the 11th pick of the yes because whoever we draft whoever we draft i promise you right now i have never lied to anybody here whoever we draft will 100 percent be a bust probably have a career-ending injury on game one so I said my piece Let's with that being to, said, no, no, nobody asks who I want. I want Jalen Smith or I want Jalen Waller or uh, Devontae Smith or Rashawn Slade. 
Let's kick it to talking with LPG. Welcome back to the show. And now you can hear the crowd is roaring. I'm editing it in. Nobody else can hear, but the crowd is more roaring because who we have on right now, he is the most famous Giants fan in the world. And this is a podcast all about Giants fans. It's a podcast about Giants history. Most famous Giants fan in the world, LPG, Joe Ruback, license plate guy. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, very excited to have you on Snacks. We've been kind of planning, methodically planning out when we when are we going to have you on? Figure draft week was an awesome time. Uh, first question, how excited are you that you're going to go on a giant show and not be forced to talk about pick 11? <laughs> I'm so happy about it. That and mock drafts, I, I need a break, man. I really do. So I'm so happy to be on this show more than anything. Well, we are we are very glad to hear that. We're, we're so happy you're here. We hope you're doing well. Um, figure, I, I guess we'll get right to it because I know that you're holding a big a big thing next week for the draft. And if you want to talk about that, I know it's a big tailgate party with with uh, with Darnay Holmes and a lot of former Giants, a lot of greats. So if you want to just touch on that and kind of give us give us the rundown of what's what's going to go on there. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you asking about that. Um, hey, look, I, I'm normally at the draft. Um, you know, you could catch my reaction, whether it's good or bad, damn it. But, uh, you know, this this year, you know, I wasn't able to run my, my softball game again. It's the second straight year that COVID just killed me. And I was really looking for something to do. And, you know, Darnay had reached out about doing something. And I was like, can you do anything on draft night? Next thing you know, we're doing this. So, you know, Darnay, Darnay does a lot of charity work and he's, he runs this like midget football and cheer organization in Pasadena, California. Yeah. They, they need brand new helmets because their helmets are obsolete. They couldn't get them through conditioning and, uh, you know, they can't get them accepted. So we, they need new helmets. And I was like, listen, you know, I like to do some event stuff. We put this, this thing together. Next thing I know, and I, I swear to you, I wanted to keep it like a couple of giants, have some fun. It's all about tailgating, watch the draft. And that's it. Next thing you know, I have a dozen former giants. I have no idea, idea who Darnay is bringing. And, uh, and, and it's going to be this big giant thing. There's over, I think, 175 tickets sold already, you know? So it's, it's, I think giant fans need to let off some steam. So it's, it's going to be at Rockland Boulder Stadium in Pomona, New York. Gates open at four. They rock and roll until six in the parking lot, like a regular tailgate. Six o'clock, the stadium opens. You know, there'll be a store, Giants memorabilia, players walking around, and, and eight o'clock's a draft. And Giants pick at 11 and get, get, get the hell out of there. Oh, no, sure. sorry. Sorry. They might pick 15, 20, 25. Oh, oh that, hey, did, that you know. did come out today. That oh, did come out today. It would be a change. Hey, you, know what, um, you, know, you know what's funny about that? Um, do you guys know the, if I remember correctly, do you guys know the last time they did that? Traded back? Like that. Yeah. Like, the, uh, it, do you know? No. Was I mean, it's, listen, it's a history show, right? It is a history true. show, and, and the two people that talk to Giants history are very stumped right now. So that, that looks good on us. Um, <laughs> it's, come on, man. It's a, it's a blindsided question, but I, you know, I thought I knew it, and I knew two out of the three guys, and then I had to look it up. Is it, was it in our, so, so I'm 28. Justin, you're, what, 23? Um, some people think I'm 15. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. There you, was 15, it? Was, if you're 15, you wouldn't have you would not have known this. But if you're 26, you would have. Oh, I'm I am mortified right now. No, no, if, no, so look, look, I, I'll give you a hint. It, it um and this I'm really glad we're talking about it because it's like 
It's like, wow, should we have done that or shouldn't we have done that? So I'll give you the team with the Steelers. Steelers. Oh, no. And I'm going to give you mid-range 2000. All right. So so I'm just going to let's just get it on. So it's it was Santonio Holmes wow. that, went, that went to the, the Steelers with the pick. And then the Giants wound up to get Jerris Wilkerson. Uh, I forgot the Wimper, maybe it was, it was oh, a got Guy Wimper. <laughs> guy Wimper. And, and oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. And, and, uh, oh, and uh, Matthias Kiwanuka. Okay. Oh, all right. So, so now I'm going to ask you both. Knowing that and knowing, like, let's say Chase or Waddle is on the board. Okay. Mm. And Santonio Holmes had this unbelievable career. Would you have made that trade knowing? all the players involved i want to know i well especially what we ended up with i don't think i would have i liked i liked kiwanuka i liked him a lot he he was you know he's a good ball player but like chaser waddle i i can't pass up on that i have a question is uh is a player comp for uh guy whimper uh kevin booth not in terms of their playing style but i feel like guy whimper was a guy who also had had a big gigantic ass ass. yes (laughs) so so, you know, a couple of times, you know, I got to know Kevin Booth, which is funny. And I always asked him, and it was, it was tough because I always wanted to ask him, but I, until I became a little bit more friendly, could I be like, dude, does it, the cottage cheese ass bother you? Or did like, when you see it online or anything like that? And it never really did. He didn't care. And he had some hell of a career anyway, wound up going to the Raiders and still continued it. So he, he did everything he can. And, and listen, he's a brainiac and a great guy. So he was like, all those things you let you let slide, man. He, I let my rings do the talk, and I'm like, all right, fair yes. enough. Amen. And there's not there's nothing wrong with a big ass. And it's funny because we <laughs> we premiere this show on on YouTube six o'clock Monday night, and we talk with everybody who's watching, and they're going to they're going to kill us for not knowing that trade. So thank you yeah, for bringing right. some thank you for bringing some information to us. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit it down so we don't look as stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's great if you guys edited like Justin's like guy whimper. Sacks like uh, Jarris Wilkerson. Like, How did you guys know that? What the hell? We're gonna put it in afterwards. That's um, awesome. But you awesome. talked about you talked about not being at the draft. And and first of all, you know, thank you for your you know just to kind of wrap up on the whole promotion of the the draft day event. That, you know, and the tailgate that you're gonna have and the the event in the stadium. I mean, you do awesome, awesome work with charity. I'm glad that you're continuing to promote Darnay Holmes and the Pasadena Giants. It's kind of really crazy because I know Darnay Holmes did some charity work. I think before he came to the Giants, is he's yes. out? He's out from California. UCLA, but it's kind of perfect how you know first Super Bowl Giants ever played was in the Rose Bowl, and he was able to marry marry the Pasadena Giants together. So I find that to be really really cool. Um, so that's a really really great cause. But you mentioned that um, you know you're not you know you're not going to the draft, and that's why you're kind of throwing this and you're putting this together. So I want to hear you know draft week draft themed episode. I kind of want to hear what was what are some of your draft experiences like uh, i know for a long time it was in new york city it was at radio city musical i believe and then they you know they they changed it and they started going from places here and there maybe some of your favorite destinations or um do you prefer that in new york city versus traveling do you like to travel so tell us some of your draft day experiences and about some reactions to picks so go, go for it yeah that's that's a that's an awesome question uh for probably the first time i remember talking about it uh i did enjoy when it was in New York city and I used to go and I used to sit up, up top, you know, with the crazies and it was fun. And I used to go, you know, my dad took me a couple of times. And then obviously when I was older, I went on my own and, and my first, my first 
VIP experience was uh, uh, the Troy Aikman draft. And how I know this was, I forgot, I forgot what hotel it used to be at in the city, some probably the Marriott Marquis. Um, and I remember after Troy Aikman got drafted, they take him into a side room. And that's what my friend was like working for either the hotel. I don't know how he snuck me in, but he snuck me in. And, uh, and Troy Aikman was able to give his press conference about getting drafted in, in front of this, this unbelievable NFL satin flag. I'm, I'm telling you guys, it was beautiful. Um, I think the statue of limitations has run out. Yeah, yeah, it's run out. I now I have that flag, I have that flag because everybody cleared out of the room except me and I took the flag down and folded <laughs> up. I do have it. I swear, I swear it's in my attic. I have it. It's gorgeous. Not that anybody signed it, but I always I go back know. to that draft because of that flag. But nothing beats going away, Justin. Mm. Nothing beats nothing beats going away for the for away games. Nothing. Away games are better for me than home games. I, I love it. And Giant and Giants Nation, they run deep. There's a lot of freaking Giant fans that go to away games, whether they live there or they fly there. There's a there's a tunnel ton of representation, and I love that. So, I think, of course, Dallas because Jerry's insane. They really do it the best. They, their stadium's the the best in my mind. I hate them, but they're the best. And that draft was just mind boggling. You guys should take your show. I swear to you, on the road, go to the draft. I don't care if you got to sit outside of the draft until you get in and then take it from there. But but you'll you'll have meet a million giant fans, fans from all over the NFL, and it's and it's the NFL really puts on an unbelievable show at the site that they're having it. It's that's, such a great thing. Yeah, that, see to me that's awesome. I, I went to um the one in Nashville, which is uh which is famous for for your uh, reaction to the Daniel Jones pick. <laughs> and I was sitting in a bar and I, you know, I'm kind of a self-proclaimed lunatic, you know, nobody else calls me that. So anyway, um, and I'm sitting in the bar and I, you know, obviously had a, had a bunch of drinks and whatnot. I have all these fans coming up saying Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. And I'm like, Nope, no way, no way, no way. And once it happened, I just, I went down like this and all I hear is this chatter around me just laughing and laughing and laughing and i walked out of that bar to the next one so i i, I want to ask like obviously you, that reaction is very famous it was played everywhere what uh does any other reactions that obviously maybe were not caught on camera that you they stick out to you that you remember that you're like were you happy or mad or indifferent yeah i, I want to talk about that one first because yeah, oh, please so much it's 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 so weird because so much went into that because I stayed at the hotel where the players were staying. So I was talking with Daniel Jones in, in the lobby the night before his dad, his mom, um, who, who else? I talked to Devin white for like a half hour. And that was my, that was my ultimate pick. I wanted Devin white, no matter what he was my Monte. He was, he was my Mac. Yeah. I yeah. wanted him no matter what. So I got to talk to Daniel Jones and I'm like, Hey, you know, I showed him my tattoo, whatever, giant stuff. I'm like, you know, you're going to look great in big blue, just not at, just not at six. <laughs> and we and we laughed about it. He goes, hey, you know, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, meanwhile, the chatter that week was Daniel Jones. And I'm like, I, I really, I'm really looking forward to it. I wasn't a big uh, 
And what's his what's his from Washington Redskins? When, uh, Haskins. I wasn't a Haskins. I wasn't a Haskins fan. I didn't want him. Um, but I didn't want Jones at six. Although I wanted him on the Giants, I figured seventeen would be great. And then all of a sudden, the Buccaneers take my guy, who I really wanted, and I'm like, what you would call it? Picks the Raiders, and they pick, and I'm Colin like, Colin Farrell, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, Josh Allen is on the board, and I'm like, Josh Allen. So when he read the name, I'm like, in my ma- my mind, I'm like, that's not Josh Allen, <laughs> you know? Well, who you? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, you got what? So it was a it was a classic reaction, but not. To downplay Jones, just I wanted Josh Allen. Oh well, it's like okay. he fell into the lap. I it, thought it was too easy. You can't tell me ninety percent of the fan base wasn't looking for an immediate impact rusher, yeah. and that was Josh Allen. So you can't you can't tell me ninety percent of the fan base didn't Google Daniel Jones ten seconds after the pick to find out who he was. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what? That's, that's an awesome. And then tell you that he was my guy the whole time. But, uh, <laughs> Two years later, yeah. You know, look, you could you could take me back, you know, to the prior year, two years. I I didn't. I wasn't. Barkley was not my main guy. OK, I wanted a I wanted a quarterback. The Giants did it in reverse. They went running back quarterback. I want a quarterback running back. I'm not you know, how could you be upset with the with the, the best athlete in the draft? But I didn't want Barkley. Um, and, yeah, I'm not saying I know everything because I definitely don't. But we weren't an an awesome team. And now we're going to have a guy, a running back who's going to go three, four, five, six years before the giants get to where they have to, and then command that second salary or be an old running back. And that no matter how you look at it, I love him. He's on the giants. You know, I'm a Homer. Let's go Barkley, whatever. But you know, other, other drafts. I mean, yeah, not that the top of my mind, am I thinking about, you know, am I upset at, at what they picked? I didn't want, I still would have taken uh, Tunsil with the with the the, the weed mask on. Mm-hmm. He was he was in my tops. I was upset that the Giants went Apple. I didn't understand it. Um, he just looked like a baby to me, and then he was a baby the whole time. <laughs> so that was that was definitely upsetting. Um, Is does Annie Apple block? Does she have you blocked? Uh, I will tell you a hilarious story. So before he was a baby. We were at a party. I think it was a roast for Otis Anderson. And he really does travel places with his mom. So I. That's sweet. Yeah. Very sweet little boy. And I got to talk with them at this event. And she was like, oh, my God, I love your hair. And she's like, (laughs) she's like on it. And I'm like, oh, that's so kind. So so I hit her up like on Twitter. I was like, hey, you know good luck. Uh, hopefully Eli has a couple of uh, interceptions tomorrow. And she was like, is this the hair guy? So we <laughs> kind of became friendly with her. And then after all the hate that Eli got, yeah, she blocked everybody, including hair guy, <laughs> including hair guy, including you, hair guy. You didn't do it. Well, I, I know like, I got blocked for not being hair oh, guy God. for other reasons. <laughs> I'm sure you did too, Justin, but for nothing. Yeah. I mean, look, when you get a toxic fan base, her mom, she probably has the password to his freaking, you know, Instagram. So I'm assuming that a lot of players do that. Look, look what happened with Odell. Even though Odell and I still talk every week, when Odell got shipped off and he got the hate he got, he went on a blocking spree. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, if you really think about it, they're younger than you guys. Yeah. So they don't know. They, 
they just decide, you know, the hell with it. I'm, I'm moving on. Block, 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 block. They don't know. They don't know what the hell they're doing. He like went places with his like that wasn't just like a TV talking point. He like went places with his mom. I think she was. Yeah, I think she might have <laughs> drove. I, I do. I do. Listen, like I said, I think he was he was a little immature and it never left him. Yeah. So uh, your so your interaction with uh, your first interaction with Daniel Jones kind of made me think this. And I wanted to ask you this anyway. So what is how do you like introduce yourself to. Player. because like i said you like i introduced you as the most famous giants fan in the world and you are 100 the most famous giants fan in the world so especially you know i can imagine if a player's like really into the giants like i have a feeling that like kyle rudolph i feel like he's really into the giants i think blake martinez from day one he was freaking liking tweets of guys that were slandering him including myself um so <laughs> he, he's like in it so he knows like i think he knows like hey lpg is pretty famous so how do you like approach players that maybe don't know who you are and it's like do you are you are you like are you like flexing like yeah i'm lpg i've been on tv a bunch of times and uh, sure. how, how are you approaching that when you meet players uh that's freaking awesome question i freaking love these already so Thank you for bringing up Blake Martinez. He actually reached out to me and said, hey, I know a lot about you. Can mm-hmm. we do X, Y, Z? And we, we gave away a PS5 and gave, you know, $3,100 to his, uh, his charity. So that means more to me than anything. As far as when you meet players, Justin, it sounds so stupid when you say license plate guy. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I wear license plates. And they're like, you know all right cool yeah sounds good so it sounds so stupid when you really say it if they don't know who you are which they're not going to um unless they you know follow the giants or whatever it's a it's a hard type of of introduction i'll give you an example i got to speak to kenny galladay when he was um when he was signed how i got to do that a friend of a friend was with him and was like, oh, you got to talk to the biggest Giants fan I know, that. So if Giants fans rock together, that's what would happen. If Justin, if you ran into someone, somebody tomorrow and be like, oh, you know what? Hey, my good friend's Lysplay guy, you got to talk to him. He's, he's that. I would rather that than, than me saying it. I don't know. It just feels kind of dumb coming from me. I have never put myself on a different platform than anybody else. I just think we all just rock together. I just happen to be able to have some pretty cool shit that I could do. So, so yeah, with that said, it's hard to, to introduce yourself to someone. Hopefully they know. I don't know if that answers the question, but it's, it's tough. I, I, it's kind of, it's very difficult situation. You know, obviously everybody knows you on Twitter fans and stuff, but they, these players have hundreds of thousands and whatnot. So they may not be equipped to knowing who everybody is, but you mentioned um, Blake Martinez reaching out to you and donating to his charity and, um, I'm it's I you know I, I get some some hate for this but I'm not Blake Martinez's biggest fan I think he's a hell of a ball player uh it's off the field that I I kind of get a little annoyed by him but now because you're, you're weird you're really I'm a weird. very I'm a very weird guy because I watched one game where he was definitely hurt and he didn't give as much effort as I thought he could and I wish he just stayed out so somebody else could give 100% effort like I said I'm a psycho and then he was complaining about the the, the pro bowl and everything it's okay hell of a football player but your story just just right then and there he took him few notches up in my book because that is very cool especially reaching out and trying to do something and you guys worked out something for his charity but um okay so let me look wanna... are you are you are you a pokemon fan because then you then he's definitely yours <laughs> i'm not a poke I, I used no, to be neither mind, neither mind. I, I, I used to be back in the day 
we were we were talking on like an every other week basis. Once he started that thing, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll see when the season starts. <laughs> talk to you, talk to you about it when you get there. Um, exactly. But all right, so obviously this past season was uh, literally like no other before, and you're used to going to every single game, home and away, playoffs, Super Bowl, preseason, whatever. Um, I know we, we met in Philly when we went to the Eagles game in October, which was a great time. And, you know, we were so thankful you stopped by. Um, are you, how excited are you to get back into MetLife? Like, what are your feelings on MetLife? Like to me, obviously, I don't think it's the greatest stadium, but the experience and getting back on the road and maybe, uh, maybe your favorite city to visit your favorite stadium to be at on, on the road. Um, just in general, being, being able to go back into games and, and cheering the team on from, from your seat how how excited are you yeah that um probably an easy question to answer but yeah, it, it, it is it is but i did just tell you guys that there's nothing like the away games yeah i enjoy the away games a lot more than i do the home games i think uh i think metlife is stuffy i don't it doesn't compare to the other stadiums i think when the giants built this stadium they were building a very nice state-of-the-art awesome stadium that just Missed the years of the elite stadiums, yep. so it's yeah. like they just should have left Giant Stadium alone. And I and I and I can't believe that we're still sharing it. And I can't believe they didn't dome it. And don't give me any shit about real football and and weather and this and that bullshit. I want to have a freaking I want to have a beer without getting rained on. They should have domed it. They could have had concerts year round. I'll never understand how they didn't do it. It's mind boggling to me. And they get all these stadiums that can open and close with a button. So whatever, whatever. Uh, I'm excited to be around giant fans. Yep. Hence why I'm doing this tailgate. Listen, I only have a couple hundred people going, not, you know, 75,000, but I'm excited to hear the roar of the crowd. I'm excited to sit in my seat. Yes. I'm excited to see the giants run on the field. So, you know, that question is easy, but my choice, listen, I was able to go to five away games last year, which is a ton. I went a ton. Yeah. In a pandemic, <laughs> my, my favorite stadium, and I, and I I beg you guys, and I say this anytime anybody ever asks me, there's nothing like going to Dallas. The food, the people. Yes, you meet the, the, some asshole fans, but most of them are are just delusional and they're fine. And it's such a big stadium, bro. It's like seven tiers. You could take MetLife and put it inside of of that stadium, AT and T. It's and, unbelievable. And didn't MetLife cost more or just around the same as I, I know it's different land in, no, in different no, areas? Like, that. don't say I hate when people say, "Oh, it's New York money compared." It's money. You're oh, right? I, I see. I could, I couldn't agree more. And when you were bringing yeah. up the dome, when you were bringing up the dome, I don't football weather, whatever. I, I have I a rumor. I have a rumor. I have a <laughs> source. I have a source. One of my best friends. Um, you know who it is next. He <laughs> works for, or he like worked for like legislatures. And he was actually tasked with looking for possible alternatives or solutions to putting a retractable roof onto MetLife Stadium. So it is something that has been talked about at the state level. It probably will never happen. I, I, no, no, I don't think it will either. But I do know that it was Justin. I think it really was made like on the top to at least down the road. Yeah. But like, like Sachs just said, I don't understand it. You're spending, I don't know, 1.2 billion, whatever. I don't even know what it was. Something like that. You can't, can't spend another 10 million, 20 million, 30 million. You didn't, they didn't pay for it. 
We paid for it. We paid for that stadium. And then I, I remember, I remember clear as day having conversations with Giants representatives about how you're going to be able to have with your PSLs first shot at concert tickets and events and this and that. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. And then a whole bunch of, of fans were like, okay, well, if my seat is section blah, 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 seat one and two, and my Jets counterpart is the same section, seat one and two, who's going to that concert? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, so it was so like, stupid. I think we were, were, we were just fed a bunch of shit and, and here comes PSL. And I don't know about you guys, you guys are a lot younger. You guys don't remember the waiting list. I was on that waiting list when I was three years old and it's a 99 year waiting list. Come on, man. I only had 50 years left. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden the PSLs came and then giant fans, honestly, man, we really shit a brick because giant fans are superstitious. You sat in the same section with all your friends. You wanted to go to the new stadium with all your friends. So you had to work together to keep your section and then you would pay any amount of money for it. And now you can't even buy, you can buy a PSL for $200 online. That costs you 15,000, 20,000. You can buy it for a grand. It's, it's, it's literally insane. I, I never understood how, how beautiful I've, we never been to Dallas. And I, I, I truly think this might be my first year to make the trip. I've been, I've been a big shot talking about it for the last few years. And I, I just, I never did it. I think this is the year and you see how beautiful it is. Yeah. MetLife looks like a big air conditioner. It is so ugly. It's so disgusting on the outside, on the inside and to have it. And it's not, it's not the loudest stadium in the world. And we live in the Northern New Jersey, uh, New York area. So in the, the winter, it's terrible. Of the world. If you put a dome, if you put a dome on it, maybe the stadium inside gets a little louder. I, I don't you're, know. No, no, you're, you're not wrong. However, what the hell do we got to cheer about? Snacks? No, that, that too. That too. You know, yeah. 10 years. That 10 too. years you're cheering for one playoff game or whatever. Come right. on, man. Right. There's no, nothing that, no, it's true. It's true. And, and unfortunately, when you have PSLs to pay, if Justin decides, hey, guys, I love you all. I'll see you at the tailgate, but I just sold my tickets for a grand. Yeah. He has every, I hate it, but he has every right to try and make a little piece of his money back. Yeah. yeah. So my, my- when the Giants think they're selling their tickets, no wonder why we're invaded by visiting uh, teams. It's bad. It's bad. So I have a burning question. I have a burning question. So with how expensive PSLs are, you know, moving from, you know, Giants Stadium, MetLife Stadium, which, you know, that's, that's, that's been done. A lot of people can't go to the games and not even can't. Well, there's not a reason to go to the games um, because we're, you know, not winning and there's not a lot of winning football. Then also can't go because it's uh, uh, too expensive. So burning question with the internet taking over, you know, the internet, YouTube's taking over, podcasts are taking over, social media is taking over. People are going to go to social media and they're going to go to YouTube to see more or less what they want to consume sports wise and their favorite sports team wise, rather than turning on ESPN and maybe just hearing the talking heads. So what have you ever thought about vlogging and having a weekly vlog LPG tailgating, going to the game, you giving some updates. Have you ever thought about doing it or do you just want to be a giants fan and enjoy giants football? So look, Six sick questions you guys have. So I've thought about it recently. And the only reason why is don't forget, guys, I I I've been LPG forever. You know, I just didn't I just didn't break in when they were winning Super Bowls. I was, you know, my dad dared me to wear my license plate off my car when I was 16. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I guess I'm just, you know, Justin, I'm, I'm old. I became a creature of habit. I'm not, I'm not going to spend that time like you do you and snacks and Bobby and, and all you guys that I watch, you know, that, that I was like, this guy's so stupid at putting out all these numbers. And meanwhile, I'm checking those numbers every day. So, so it's like, it's like, you're a different breed. You guys that are coming up now are literally a different breed. If I had someone tech savvy like you to say, okay, this is what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. I probably would do it, but instead I do my creature of habit. I become complacent. I know how many steps it is where I park to get into Dallas. I know how many steps it takes me to get to Washington inside where I park. I know, I know what tailgate to avoid in Philly without getting spit on. You know, it's like, I know what to do. You know, I know what pole to put a talking giant sticker on in Philly. It's like, it's like, I know exactly what to do. However, I eventually have to get up with the time. So if you want to teach me, you want to tell me how to do it and how to work with it, let's freaking go. No, because seriously, I, and I'm I'm sick um, in the in the head, just like Snacks is. Snacks is sick in the head in a lot of different other ways, but I'm sick in the head where everything that I do, I'm thinking about how can I turn it into content. Like every everything that I think about, how can I how can I turn it into a funny video? Like that stupid manscaped forty yard dash that I did. That was like a it was just a whim of an idea that I had. Um, so really, I think it could be a huge hit, especially when you just said all of that, all of those little itty bitty details, like you know wh- where to go, uh, how not to get spit on when you go to you know, you know how good of a video that would be, you know how good of a clip that would be, how not to get spit on in Philadelphia. It would get ten thousand views. Oh my god, just we could do like. Like Seinfeld, to back and to the right, back and to the right. Well, who spit? Who was that? There's got to be a second spit. Uh, Keith Hernandez. Yeah, Keith Hernandez. It runs. Oh, we all right. All right, I'm on board. We're gonna do something. We are. <laughs> really? Awesome. Right, we're gonna do it. Really? You know, I I have the idea. You know, spoiler. You know, for those who are listening to Bleeding Blue, you know, not as many people listen to Bleeding Blue as Talking Giants, so people are getting some exclusive information. Um, <laughs> I want to vlog Giants games this year, and Snacks is going to be going to a lot of games with me. I want to vlog the tailgates. I want to vlog a little bit during the game. I don't want to show the game because then you get in trouble. Um, but then I want to just vlog the experience. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to get an iPhone. You know, you have an iPhone. You hold it like this. And yep. you get uh, like a Bluetooth microphone and that's, that's it. And I'm going to spend $150 on probably on that microphone, maybe even a little bit less. And I think the product is going to be amazing. So if, if that's I'm, I'm rooting for you to do it, I'm rooting for it. I would, awesome. it, it would be quite the experience. Like you, you do a great job of um, like you said, tech savvy and getting with the times, but you have put a ton of videos on Twitter from, from away games and when you're sitting close and like the reactions and everything. So that's always cool. And you're always interacting with everybody on Twitter. So we, we all get a good feel of, of the true license plate guy experience, but a, a real vlog, a true, true vlog. I think it would be a major hit. Big. Just saying, just that's saying. Awesome. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Seriously. Wow. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, I, I want to end off on one more thing because we, we could probably literally go on for hours, but um, so before we, before we got in here, you were, you were saying as, as a young kid, uh, I think you said 11 years old that, and you met uh, a bunch of players from the eighties and now um, you hung out with them, got to interact with them and, and everything. Me and Justin obviously were born in, in the nineties and we always struggled to find ways to, to talk about players from before our time. And I think we've done a good job so far in um, all the episodes we've done, but I, I would love for you to tell everybody about like those experiences with those guys and your interactions when you were a kid and, and growing up through that. Yeah, look, there's 
we really could talk for hours because some of the stories I have, I really should write a book, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should. When I, was, when I was 11, 12, I mean, the Giants stayed at a hotel called the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton. And they stayed there every Saturday night before home games. And it's right next to Montvale. Mm -hmm. And they stayed there before the games. And I remember, I think I was there for some kind of a party. And a lot of guys were coming in. And I asked my dad, you know, I think we went into the hallway. I don't know what it was, front desk. And I asked my dad, and my dad was talking to, I don't know, maybe Brad Van Pelt. And I'm like, you know, who are these are these guys? These are the Giants. These are the guys we, we see on Sundays. We're going to see these guys tomorrow when we go to the game. So I became hooked. And when I tell you hooked, my dad would drive me to the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton, drop me off. I'm 12, guys. <laughs> drop me off in the lobby. I had my autograph book, you know, pictures I would cut out from the newspaper, just have them sign it. I used to sit, I never forget some of my first interactions was with uh, at, at the Wick of Lake Hilton in front of a fireplace with Len Fontes, may rest in peace, Bill Belichick, Ron Earhart, Bill Parcells, Johnny Parker, the strength and conditioning coach. Uh, uh, and, and they used to sit and smoke cigars at the fireplace. And I'm 12 years old. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? <laughs> it must have been some piece of shit, kid. I really, you know, like, get away from us. Like, why are you here every week? And now I'm there every week now as a fan. But I went every single Saturday night when they played home games. I saw, I saw, you know, LT leave after meetings and go back home where he should not have left. Mm. I watched Joe Morris do the same. I watched all of these players do stuff they shouldn't be doing. Finally, after I think I was 15 or 16, the Joe McNulty, I can't believe I know, I remember that name. He was head of security of the hotel. And he asked me to sit like on the floor and just make sure you count the guys that come off the elevator. And I never forget, this is a true story because this that sits in my house right now is from 1986. And I put this on a table outside of the elevator and all of the 86 giants signed that thing. And I still have it right here. Oh, that's so awesome. It's so awesome. That is so awesome. When I tell you, like I'm talking Solomon Miller and Jeff Rutledge and Billy Yard, Mark Collins, Eric Dorsey, Carl Nelson, Jerome Sally, Zeke Moat, you know, Maurice Carthon, Elvis Patterson, who writes toast 34, you know, like, like this thing is one of my prized possessions because I got it signed. You know, I got to sign at like 16 years old. You yeah. know what I mean? You put the work in for it. <laughs> and that stuff. And I and I knew players like when they would come in the hotel and I was down at the other end by the back of their head. I knew who they were, you know, and it, you become friendly. And then when I was uh, 16 years old and I was able to drive, my first job was babysitting for Joe Morris's kid. No shit. He lived one mile from the hotel and he talked to me every single Saturday. Like I was a friend of his, but I was just a kid. Yeah. And then, and then we grew up in, uh, you know, he was at my wedding party. Like, like Joe Morris is a friend, friend. So it, it's amazing that you get these relationships and then you go through your college days. And then when I was done with college and I got a job, 
I was able to save some money and I decided to go to the away games. And that's when I became friends with the new Super Bowl guys. And I would go to games and my, my, I could tell you guys right now, the one that started it, this new license plate guy friendship, I was in a hotel, I think it was Dallas and Brandon Jacobs is walking in the, in the, in the uh, lo- lobby. And he says, Hey, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I'm like, me? Yeah, you. And then that's it. We sat in the lobby, told him what I did. I go to every game and a friend for life. And that's, I, that's what kicked, that's what kicked off now. That I, I have to say real quick. Um, I've said it on here a million times. I, I always put Eli and Michael Strahan on a pedestal for who my favorite giants are because, you know, Strahan growing up and then Eli being our quarterback and being Eli, but Brandon Jacobs is not far behind them at all. I, I loved him. I had a, I, it was, you know, been said before, but I had a, a, a make a wish down and I, I, all I wanted was giant season tickets. And they, they said that the, you know, the, the wish was so cheap. They put me on the field for a little bit to meet the players before the game and everything. And my family was selling hospital bands at the time. And I was there and I had them like in a bag and Jacobs came up to me and he was telling, you know, I was telling him all about it. And he's like, give me a few, give me a few. And he put like three or four of them on. And the next, the next week, the next week he go, he comes up to me. Like he comes up to me. He didn't, I didn't, wasn't screaming his name or anything. Comes up to me, goes, goes, you got any more of those bands? I was like, I was like, yeah, I got a whole bag. He goes, all right, give me, give me like six or seven more. I, they had to cut them off my, my wrist tape last week. And he just puts them on again. It was like the coolest thing in the world. So f- from that day on, I, I loved Brandon Jacobs and I always have, he was a great ball player and he just seemed like a great guy. I always see him doing great things with you. So that makes me, makes me really happy to hear. He, that's an awesome story. That's what kind of guy. that's really the kind of guy he is. Two things. One, the guy, the, the, the player that he was for the Giants and the impact that he has on fans like that, you will like him for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for the rest of his life. Yep. He is the, literally, I ask him to do my events because he's the life of the party. Yep. He literally comes in and it's like, okay, the storyteller is here. Number two, let's get him on your show. Listen, I, I, I don't... Justin, Justin, you created this show a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I, you know my answer. I may, I may have honestly fanboyed him a DM on Instagram before trying to get it, but I there was, I. Justin, Justin, come on! You're freaking out, snacks. I can tell I'm, you. I, I don't, I, I don't lose my composure. Well, I mean, you always lose your composure. You, once yeah, an episode, you but lose. But this your is composure. a little, this is a little different right now. This <laughs> is a little t- different. I tell you why I want to do it is because not only do I like this content, I think he will. He would love to tell, talk stories. He'd love to tell you what, you know, training camp days. He's got some hilarious Eli stories in training camp in Albany. And I mean, hilarious. So if he wants to, I mean, I know, but if he wants to share, he can share himself. There's, there is always another thing that I, I've loved his hatred for Dallas and the whole Rex Ryan thing and his passion for being a giant. I, those, those guys resonate with you and, and he loves them like we do. It's amazing. Wait, wait, you gotta, hey, you gotta talk. El, El, say something, Joe. Right. It says, "Hey, Rex Ryan, it's time to shut up, fat boy." Oh, Brandon Jacobs. Might be the, might be the best Jacobs, uh, <laughs> best Jacobs memory. That are, that are punching the, the, the shot clock out with the, the play clock out with the ball. Yeah, in Dallas. after he scored a touchdown. Yeah, or 
he's a big he's a big jersey fist big jersey pump whatever you called it when he got in the uh, end zone it's a funny story about jacobs he tells me all the time uh he he scored a touchdown in dallas and he ran to the start at, uh, the star in the end zone to do his yep. pump and uh 2011 i think it was yeah. in 2011 that he did that. yes and Hynoski messed it up and he never forgave him for it <laughs> Hanoski ran in to hug him. He's like, I'm doing the damn p- dance. <laughs> Man, that oh, is great. So great. That is great. All right, Joe. Well, yes, uh, what a what a great note to leave it off of. I mean, I think you got snacks a little starstruck right now. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I've already got goosebumps thinking about getting it. Getting goosebumps. But no, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll we'll have to have you on uh, again. You know, maybe we'll do like a, a training camp episode. Uh, I know you're not a big training camp attendee, but maybe we'll get some more stories out of you. We'll have you on again soon. Um, thank you so much, Joe. Final words. Looks like looks like you want to say something. No, no, no. I, I'm a I'm a everyday training camp guy. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Um, every, way, to, way to do your research, Pankin. Yeah, no, way to go. He would he wouldn't know that, but I, I go to training camp, I lay low, I want to see the battles on the on the offensive defensive lines. I want to see guys fighting for positions. Um and uh, you know, I just don't vlog about it, but I should. There you go. All right. So thank you so much. Uh go big blue, go G Men. Um, thank you so thank much, you, Joe. Joe. We Take really care. Appreciate thank it. You guys. Loved it. Thank you so much. All right, thank you once again, Joe Ruback, license plate guy, LPG, for coming on the show. It was an awesome, awesome conversation. Um, really, like, you know, especially that nugget that he dropped at the end, possibly getting Brandon Jacobs on the show. I mean, hey. I got goosebumps when he said it. Not, I'm, I'm not fully banking on it, but you know what? If Joe comes through, I'm, I'm pumped and we're ecstatic, but not, I don't want to get too excited because it's bad to get too excited with some of those things. It's way too bad to get excited. And you know my love for Brandon Jacobs. So that's one guy I would I would probably not be able to hold my excitement in when talking. And I would probably blabber like an idiot. So I'm almost in a sense hoping that it doesn't happen because it may make for you may be irrelevant that, that episode. Um, but no, that would that would be really cool. And uh, yeah, he, he literally said it. That, that's how he ended the show. It's pretty epic. What, what did he say that the first one was... Uh, I don't know. He said, said something, and then, and then two, Brand Jacobs coming. Yeah, I was, and I was like, okay, okay. I All think right, that's so, really when the, the lights hit me. Yeah, the the darkness hit me in the room <laughs> because your your inner being was so light. The light around you was so dark. That's right. All right. So once again, Big Blue Draft Party hosted by LPG and Darnay Holmes, Palisades Credit Union Park in Pomona, New York, April 29th. Make sure you get your parking passes, get your tickets, have fun. Um, enjoy the Giants improving as a football team this week. Snacks, the draft will be completed by the next time that you see us. Um, side note, wanted to mention this in the beginning. We didn't men- – we're mentioning it at the end. We are moving just for next week to Tuesday because there's going to be so much going on with the NFL draft, and the NFL draft is going to be wrapping up next Monday. We want all of the Talking Giants content to be centered around that. So Tuesday, I guess Tuesday at 6 p.m., that's yeah, when we'll, we'll be Tuesday moving 6 p.m. works. Yeah. Yeah. But then we'll try to get back to that Monday 6 p.m. schedule to be premiering on YouTube. But uh, um, yeah. So snacks keep on bleeding blue. Everybody keep on bleeding blue. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Fuck you. Man.